Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we're able to be together this morning in prayer. This is the Tuesday after Easter Sunday. This week, we are reading stories of what Jesus did after he was raised from the dead. A lot of times we think of Easter as the end of Jesus' story, but Easter is actually a new beginning. When Jesus rose from the dead, he opened up a future for us with God. In gratitude and faith and awe and love, we have to ask the Lord, what's next? Let's consider that question this week. Please feel free to send me an email with any stories or insights or questions that might arise and that you'd like to share. Uh, You can send them to me at pastorjim2006 at icloud.com. And now, let's begin our time of prayer together with some silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, O God, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Praise to the blessed and holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God who gives life, salvation, and resurrection. Alleluia. The Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from Luke chapter 24, beginning at verse 33. We pick up the story where we left it off yesterday with the two disciples on the road for Emmaus, having seen the Lord and the breaking of the bread, get up, and from there they went back to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and the people with them gathered together. They were saying, the Lord really has been raised. He's appeared to Simon. Then they told what happened on the road and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. As they were saying this, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said, Peace be with you. They were terrified and alarmed and thought that they were seeing a ghost. Why are you so disturbed, he said. Why do these questionings come up in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. It really is me myself. Touch me and see. Ghosts don't have flesh and bones like you can see I have. With these words he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they were still in disbelief and amazement from sheer joy, he said to them, Have you got something here to eat? They gave him a piece of baked fish, which he took and ate in front of them. Then he said to them, This is what I was talking to you about when I was still with you. 
Everything written about me in the law of Moses and in the prophets and the Psalms had to be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the Bible. This is what is written, he said. The Messiah must suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And in his name, repentance for the forgiveness of sins must be announced to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are the witnesses for all this. Now look, I am sending upon you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Then he took them out as far as Bethany and lifted up his hands and blessed them. And as he was blessing them, he was separated from them and carried into heaven. They worshipped him and went back to Jerusalem in great joy. They spent all their time in the temple, praising God. The resurrection of our Lord is a truly unique, one-of-a-kind event. Of course, it is our hope for us at the end of the age, the hope of our redemption and the renewal of not just ourselves, but all humanity and the whole creation itself. But, nevertheless, it has already happened once to one man named Jesus of Nazareth almost 2,000 years ago. And it has yet to happen again to anyone else. And that fact makes it hard for some to believe. The thing that makes Jesus' resurrection so amazing and so special also becomes a stumbling block for some. For all that's going on in these stories of Jesus appearing after his resurrection, Jesus gathering and teaching, forgiving, healing, commissioning, also convincing, convincing them that it really is him, that he's really there, that he's there in a way that can be felt and seen and and interacted, that he's still a human being. We are, in fact, noticing how the apostles are becoming apostles, or actually the transformation from disciple to apostle as they are becoming witnesses to Jesus' resurrection, going through all the doubt and the amazement and the fear and the trembling and the, the questioning with Jesus right there in front of them. We will see this in all the stories that we read this week. These disciples and friends of Jesus are witnesses to all that Jesus has said and did, including now interacting with the crucified and risen Lord, not only seeing and touching him, but dining and talking with him. Their witness becomes the great gift to the church. The good news of Easter comes to us through the centuries as the good news proclamation of the eyewitnesses to the event, propelled and proclaimed and given voice by the power of the Holy Spirit. In this, then, they have become apostles. They are the sent ones, the messengers of the good news. And as we read in Paul's letter to the Ephesians, a gift to the church. Yes, it happened just one time, so far. We hope, we trust that we too will rise to eternal life, just as Jesus rose from the dead. But the evidence of this one-time event didn't happen in some other realm or dimension or in a vision or mystical experience. It's not a ghost story, but in the ordinary way of Jesus, being present, eating, teaching, instructing, opening the scriptures. And it is through the testimony of these eyewitnesses that we too have received the gospel, that through the power of the Holy Spirit saves us from 
sin, death, and the power of the devil, and renews us in faith, to live by faith, to live in Christ. Take some time today to consider, with some awe and thanksgiving, how our faith now, today, is still anchored in the testimony of these apostles. And at the same time, I wonder who was the person the Holy Spirit was working through to bring you to faith in God through Jesus Christ. I wonder if we could get together sometime and share stories of how the gospel reached us, kind of like the apostles in the story that we just read, gathered together in Jerusalem, excited, talking about how they have seen Jesus. I bet that if and when we do that, we will also notice that the risen Christ is right there among us too, present with us in our stories and in our fellowship and in the breaking of bread. Amen. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to your father, to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of the risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially this morning, we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation for warm spring days, for the new creation in Christ, and for all gifts of healing and forgiveness, especially for the change and transformation the Holy Spirit has brought to our hearts to turn us in faith to you. For the gifts of relationships with others, for the opportunity to share stories, to dine together, to pass on the faith, and for the communion of that faith in your church, where you have bound us together with one Lord, one faith, one baptism. For what else are we thankful Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who govern the nations of the world, that you would lead them in the ways of peace, 
that you would give them wisdom to rule with justice and righteousness, that you would give them hearts that care not only for their own people, but for the people of the whole world. For people in countries ravaged by strife and warfare, that you would grant them relief and healing and, and peace. For the all who are working for peace and international harmony, that you would bless the fruits of their labor and multiply it. That you would head off any unintended consequences and bring, bring their work to full fruition. For all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, Lord, restore in us the heart that you created us with to be the stewards and caregivers and caretakers of this wonderful and beautifully abundant world you have given us. And for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, that its divisions might cease and that their hearts might be turned once again to you so that together we can bear witness to the risen Lord who rules over all. For who else do we pray? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.